and welcome to Fortune's Wheelhouse, a podcast about esoterics and the tarot. I'm Susie Chang, and my co-host is Mel Moline. We're going on a journey through the symbolic imagery of each of the 78 tarot cards. If you use a Rider-Waite-Smith deck, or a Thoth deck, or Mel's own Tabula Mundi deck, you've come to the right place. We love making this podcast, and we hope you love listening to it, but you should also know that Fortune's Wheelhouse is more than the sound of our voices. We have a home on the web at www.patreon.com slash fortunes wheelhouse, and we'd love for you to come and visit us. There you can experience the other part of this conversation, where we provide written articles and explanations for even the most obscure concepts you'll hear on the show. And if you sign up to be our patron at even the $1 level, all of that will be at your fingertips. It's a comprehensive tarot education for less than the price of, I don't know even what. My point is, it's a steal. And if you become a patron at the $3 level or higher, you'll get a chance to win our giveaways. Like James, who won last week's framed print of the universe from Tabula Mundi. Congratulations, James. For this week's giveaway, we've got something way different and way cool. Mel's put together a set of dice. Yes, dice. Six of them for the Six of Wands. The Six of Wands corresponds to Jupiter and Leo, and Jupiter corresponds to the Wheel of Fortune. What could be more apt for that than a literal roll of the dice? Furthermore, as we'll be talking about shortly, six is a number of the sun, and the sun god Apollo governs both gaming and divination. Bet you didn't know that. But if you did, well... That just proves you're a hero of the astral plane, and you belong here with us. Therefore, six dice. But these are no ordinary dice. One of them has 22 sides, one of them has 12, one has 8, and one, my friends, is a tetrahedral pyramid. Taken together, they can be rolled to derive any tarot card you like, and no one will know. That's right! It's surreptitious sortilage! It's cryptocartomancy! Mel gave me a set of these for Christmas, and I can tell you they have become my absolute favorite fidget. And where can you sign up for a chance to win your own set of tarot dice? That's right, www.patreon.com slash fortunes wheelhouse. And may Lady Luck be with you. And now, here's this week's episode. Okay, here we are with the Six of Wands, otherwise known as the Lord of Victory, called that both by Crowley and by the Golden Dawn. In in some ways, this is a super straightforward card. Um, it's exactly what you think. If you didn't know astrologically um, what it was, you could probably guess. It's Jupiter in Leo, King of the Gods. And it's the middle decan of mm-hmm. Leo, so the the, the middle, fixed of the fixed, right? Exactly. It's the, uh, the the central, pin. <laughs> yeah, the central pivot of the fixed sign, right? So if you looked at a wheel of the year and you conceived of the fixed signs as anchors, you know, it would be the anchor of the anchor, the pin in the middle. Very stable. Very stable. Uh, so uh, Jupiter ruling the second decan of Leo, 10 degrees to 19 degrees of Leo. And um, other than the the victory card, I 
there there's something interesting that it's not a title exactly, but something I noticed in Waite's description of the card. He said it could be the king's courier, you know, as mm. well as so there's a there's a sort of a quality of message bearing in mm-hmm. here as well as um actual success, actual victory. Well the king's courier is certainly a position of honor. Yeah. There's a lot of honor in this card. Yeah, maybe we should talk right away about um well, the two majors, so we've still have, we're still in Leo, so we mm-hmm. still have the Strength or Lust card, and Jupiter uh, ruling the Deccan, we have the Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, we have the Wheel of Fortune. And to me, I always thought of this card as being the top figure on the Wheel of Fortune. You know, reg- yeah. uh, Regno, Regnawi, Regnabo, this is reg- Regno, where I rule at the moment yeah. at the top. Because you get to be there, you know, for a moment. <laughs> you get to be there for a little while. It's the crown on the on Your the kingdom. Fifteen minutes of fame, exactly. <laughs> Ain't gonna last, but enjoy it while you're there. This is um, takes place between August second and August tenth. Not sure if there's anything particularly worth noticing during that time. Not that I can think of, but it's certainly around here a beautiful time of the year. It is. If you like the summer heat and the, yeah. you know, the long days. Yeah. And um, it's when some of the first berries ripen. You have the end of strawberry season and the beginning of blueberry season. And yep. depending on what kind of raspberries you have, you get some of those. It's, it's too early for stone fruit. It's too early for um, for apples and pears. But, you know, but your tender fruits you can get. I don't know about you, but often this is sort of like the moment before the garden just goes completely to pot. <laughs> or maybe it already has. <laughs> First week of August. Because you're I'm having too much fun to be out there weeding. <laughs> Losing you're control of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> wearing your laurel crown. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So uh, so the laurel crown is pretty integral to uh, to this card, um, both in your card and in the Waitsmith, although we don't really see it so much in the Thoth card. And um, and that's interesting, right? Because the laurel is sacred to Apollo, who is a sun, sun god, god yeah. right? And the Leo is ruled by the sun, and, and the six is, is the ruled six by the t- sun. Tiferet. Exactly. And the laurel was traditionally used to crown victors, um, but also as a mark of accomplishment. So we get the word laureate from that. Uh, someone who has accomplished something noteworthy, you give them a, laure- a laurel crown, so everybody knows. The other interesting thing about the laurel, uh, in the Olympic Games, it was, you know, I think it was called Cotinos, mm. and it was had to be cut by a boy whose parents were both living, Mm-hmm. And he had to cut it with golden scissors. <laughs> it had to be perfect, perfect, perfect. And lay right? it upon a table made of golden ivory for the judges to pick up and put on the uh, the winners' heads. Yeah, yeah. So that there's a lot of solar symbolism there. The golden scissors, the golden ivory table, the young mm-hmm. boy, the pure young boy with living parents. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, it's very much. And there's the sun, S O N, and the, the sun, sun and the sun, S U N, with the boy and the gold and the, you know. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I think in general with these six cards, we see kind of the success of good government, you know, good regulation, uh, things working out balanced the way you kind of hoped they would. <laughs> Not to mention that, you know, Jupiter. Jupiter, the ruler of this Deccan, is a benefic, so it kind of confers luck wherever it is, fortune, as we say. 
in the Wheel of Fortune. So if we look at the names of the two mages, we, mm-hmm. we still have the Daughter of the Flaming Sword, and we have the Lord of the Forces of Life mm-hmm. for Jupiter, the wheel. Yeah. Hmm. So again, that sense of motion with the wheel. Mm. Um, and even though the wheel's going to turn and you're going to, you know, fall eventually. It's the moment on top. It's the moment on top with yeah. the with the crown on top. And we yep. often see a crowned figure at the top of the wheel. So, you know, this crown, whether it's a crown of laurels or a crown of gold, which I think we may see both on your card, mm-hmm. you know, there's this, this moment of, um, you know, being crowned by Apollo, the god of harmony, but also crowned in a mundane sense with gold, the color of yeah, the sun. It's a moment of recognition. Right. Right. Um, and isn't Bay Laurel, it's Loris Nobilis, I think, the noble yeah, Laurel. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so there's also a message of highness and aristocracy. And, yeah. Yeah. Nobility and honor. Right. And that's actually very, very clearly portrayed in the Deccan imagery as well. Um, you have crowns all over. You have a man who wears a crown of white myrtle on his head. And he has a bow in his hand, the ascension of a man who is ignorant and base. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> yeah. Who is it that has Regulus the Kingmaker on his ascendant? <laughs> uh, okay. An image with hands lifted up and a man on whose head is a crown. He hath the appearance of an angry man and one that threateneth, having in his right hand a sword drawn out of the scabbard and in his left a buckler. What's a buckler? A shield? I don't know. I think it's a shield. Yeah, maybe it's buckled onto the um, the forearm. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I love the Deccan signification from the Picatrix. Beauty, riding, war, and naked swords. <laughs> That's great. Uh, and then from Agrippa, we have hidden contentions and unknown victories. And upon base men and upon the occasions of quarrels and battles. Well, that's interesting because the card, it's victory after struggle, victory after strife. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So um, it's earned. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, um, it hasn't just been handed to you. Victory after strife and preceding valor. So that's kind of interesting. Um, all, all aspects. Not staying on top of the wheel. (laughs) Right. Right, right. Yeah, it's almost like you're striving to get there, and then you're there, and then everything's kind of turning against you, and you're <laughs> you're fighting to keep what you've got. <laughs> so that's five, six, and seven of wands. You know, what's interesting is that I don't really think about, I, I don't really consider the reversed meanings much, but uh, but sometimes weight has so much to say about them that it's kind of interesting to think about. And one of the things he said was that in the reversal of the Six of Wands, you have, um, oh, yeah, the enemy at the gate. So there's sort of like this idea that reverse, it's almost like a Trojan horse, you know, the idea that there is a, a, a victory with a secret, though. or um, mm-hmm. and And some people, you know, really like to talk about the secret of the horse in the Six of Wands. You know, he's got that sly look and his ex- sly expression. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> what is that horse thinking? Horse so, is giving him the stink eye. Oh, yeah. There's definitely some attitude in that horse. And nobody knows exactly what she was thinking, but everybody likes to speculate. It's a white horse, which is yeah, uh, that's true. another sun, yeah. sun symbolism. Yeah. But, you know, that horse might have a secret under that under that. Uh, Comparison is that what you call it? The uh, horse's 
uh, drapery thingamajiggy. We're under his blanket, you know. It's it's really two yeah, guys. Yeah, under his blanket. It's really two guys. Really two guys you know, like, clippity costume you know, with a cup of coconuts, right? <laughs> I don't know. You look at that horse and he's I sort of feel like he's saying, Can you believe this guy? you know? <laughs> yeah. He's rolling his eye at Yeah, him. he totally is. Get a load yeah. of yourself. Yeah, which is, you know... A, a, which there's pride, you know. It's, that's a constructive attitude towards, you know, towards overweening pride. I mean, there's justified pride, and then there's pride that's a little out of control as well. Both of those are possible. Yeah, I suppose if the Jupiter expands your sense of pride too much, yeah. it might get to be a bit much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shall we look at each each card? Little yeah, bit. and yeah. Um, we should also bring in a little of the Sephira. Mm, yeah, we um, haven't talked tree, to, tree of Life at all. Yeah, yeah. So this is really important because it's yeah. right at the the six. You know, Tiferet, mm-hmm. the center of the entire tree, the, the right. heart, the heart center of it all. Right, right. The place of sacrificial gods, um, yep. like the Christ figure or Bacchus or Baldur, um, also known as beauty, also known as beauty. Right, and Baldur balance. the Beautiful. Yes. Balance and and uh, harmony. harmony. Right, right. So it's a place of music and light, and it's associated with the sun. So not only is this a card of Leo, ruler sun, it's also in the sixth position, which is the uh, Sephira of the sun. Right, right. So it's double sun. Right. So this is um, where knights and or princes are. Thought Princess, to reside, yeah. yeah. Um, and whereas we have the queen and the knight or king in Hakma and Bina. And then we have below the six, we have the nine uh, on, on the tree of life, the Sephira Yasod, which is, um, well, that's interesting because, you know, there's a, there's on the, on the Thoth six, of wands you have nine flames there's and that's definitely a, a lunar and solar mm-hmm, uh union mm-hmm. going on in right this card. so right. you've got you know one of the symbols for tiferet is the six-pointed star right the upright triangle married with the downward so that's fire facing. and water but it's also fire as above, and water so below solar lunar mm-hmm. and then we've got you know obvious solar with the leo and the uh lion but um when you bring in Jupiter, Jupiter is exalted in Cancer, so which yeah. brings in a little bit of a lunar influence. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, the moon and the sun are both present in this card. Mm-hmm. And also on the tree, you know, Yisod is right below on the middle pillar. Right, is- right. It's never far away, the, yes. the presence of the moon. <laughs> and I think that's the nine flames on, that's, on that is, the right. card. That's uh, the reference. The reference to Yisod. And note that the flames are steady and upright. Right. They are well regulated. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think they're said to be self-supporting like the sun. Right, and that's why there's no circle around this. Like we have a circle around the four of uh, wands, but this one doesn't need it because it's, you know, it it's self-supporting. It's uh, self-regulating. It's in equilibrium, which is actually in Papus's dialectic. This is also sixes are the equilibrium of opposition. Mm, more so harmony, more yeah. equilibrium. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Reconciliation of opposites, mm-hmm. well-being. You, I think you mentioned this. You hinted at this in the five, but 
Crowley says, the five has broken up the closed forces of the four with revolutionary ardor, <laughs> but a marriage has taken place and the result is the sun and the sun. The sun and the sun, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So what follows the, the revolutionary ardor of the five is this marriage um, and the result. Right. So we've, we've, we've gone from uh, form to force or force to form, and now we have the middle pillar. And this moment of balance there, and and you can see that story really um, in in all four and five cards of any suit, and you know that's something you can do divinatorily too, or magically, which is that when you have, you know, when you're getting way too much five energy, <laughs> you know, uh, say you've got a five of swords and you have that like. I'm in a really bad neighborhood feeling, you know, and every, everybody, every, nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. I'm going to go eat worms. You know, then you take the four of swords, which is that moment of rest. You try to balance by taking some of that energy and you arrive in the six, which is, a, you know, the six of swords is a place of, um, of thinking your way out of the paper bag, basically. So you can kind of do that with any four and five, you know, use them to balance each other and come out at the six. If you look in 777, the gods mentioned are Asar or Osiris and Ra. Oh, uh, yeah. Which that's kind of seems a little bit of an opposites going th on thing, mm. too. You know, if you think of Osiris in the underworld and Ra as the light, you know, the mm -hmm. solar light, it's a little mm -hmm. bit of light and darkness. Um, right. Balance of light and darkness. But both rulership. Solar, solar lunar. Gods. Yeah, yeah. Both very important. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's always, um, there's an undercurrent of death in this card. And, you know, I mean, all sixes, I think. And right, with the sacrificial yeah, god aspect yeah. of it. Right, in the sacrificial god aspect. And the fact that, you know, um, death, the card itself, you know, connects to, to ferret, to the six, uh, from the seven, right? So there's, uh, one of the well, yeah, paths out Tiferet of the has more connections. Yeah, to we're in Grand the Central. Center. <laughs> yeah, it's like a rotary. It's got right. almost everything connects to it. Let's see, in one, one way two, or three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight right. coming more out than, of more than yeah, any other place. more than any other Sephira. Yep. That's right. If we want to talk uh, colors, yeah, let's so talk colors. The color of the Sephira is clear pink rose. Oh, that's Which lovely. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's like the heart. And so the you know, here we are at the sixth, the center. Yeah. The um the heart of the tree, the heart of the human. Um Right. So so if you look at the the six uh in all four worlds, first we have clear pink rose where we are, then we have yellow like gold, then we have rich salmon, and then we have gold amber. So if you can imagine you know that sort of rosy gold, right? Those are all impression. the sixes. They're right. all they're all solar and heart like and warming and yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So then, combined with the clear pink rose for the Sephira, we have the colors of the two trumps. So we have all the colors of Leo, like last time, mm -hmm. the yellows and the purples and the grays and the reddish ambers, and mm -hmm. then uh, the colors of Jupiter, violets and blues and purples and blue rage yellow. Blue rage yellow, love that. Yeah, and again with the Thoth cards, as usual, we see much more the colors of the associated trumps, uh, the Wheel of yeah, Fortune, we've much and got the, all of them there. Yeah, 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 you can really see it clearly um, represented in the Six of Wands, picking up on 
both the warm colors and the cool colors. Um, not so much the the clear pink rose, although I suppose you could the purplish is yeah, kind of, it's kind of it's, blended it's in got there, a right? Pinky, um, undertone to it. Yeah, yeah, could do, could be. Yep. But in yours, we have a very beautiful clear pink rose in the in the background. You really foregrounded that. And you want to talk a little bit about some of the graphic elements? Yeah. So um, if you start with the wands, they mm-hmm. are in upright triangles um, for fire. Mm-hmm. And if you see that you see the two uh, beasts, I guess, uh, <laughs> in heraldry, they're kind of portrayed in traditional positions the lion is uh in the position he's he's seated on his haunches with his forepaws on the ground and that's called the lion sajant um and it signifies most of the things that the lion signifies like courage and brave strength and um but in that particular position it's about royalty and about poise in celebration so Mm -hmm. he's He's in that moment of pause and triumph, and and he's where he loves to be so much. Yeah, he, he's happy, um, and he's wearing the laurel crown. We already mm-hmm. spoke about the meaning of that, how it's you know an uh, honorific. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we have the owl, which comes from the wheel card, um, mm-hmm. and my wheel card, the owl, is at the top of the wheel. Oh. And so that owl is uh, here on this card playing the lunar to the lion's solar. Yeah. Yeah, It's Um, kind of a snowy owl. Yeah. The owl is a very lunar uh, creature. Nocturnal as well. Yeah. And uh, the owl is crowned with a crown of royalty. um, And the owl's position in heraldry is called with he's got one leg up off the ground and that's called in his vigilance Mm. and uh, that means one who is vigilant and of acute wit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um yeah so we've got the lunar and solar we've got the two beasts in their moments of triumph and celebration um Mm -hmm. then behind you'll see behind the wands you see the sun in the position of Mm -hmm. Tiferet below Mm -hmm. it you see the moon in the position of Isode and then the rose of Malkut Malkut. and uh, the rose also has a meaning in heraldry there's a lot of heraldic (laughs) elements in this card um so the the rose is hope and joy and when it's a yellow rose it means one who is worthy of treasure oh wow neat um and then we've got the uh the lemniscate in mm-hmm. between the the two beasts there um that comes from the leo card the lust card and it's about balance mm-hmm. would you say that this is your most heraldic card yo by far yeah, yeah. i i, I yeah. have used here and there throughout the deck some heraldry mm-hmm. but this one it seemed appropriate this, that right. display of you know that pageantry that display right. you know yeah and, representational uh, nobility yeah, yeah exactly yeah. it just it just had to had to be <laughs> interesting yeah and what about the um i see that you worked in the blue and yellow in the sort of triangle forms yeah, uh, that's above from there the uh, the wheel the asaya Mm-hmm, the um, color yeah. for for the wheel of fortune mm-hmm. the um, mm-hmm. blue and yellow and it just i don't know i like the way 
it kind of conveys that solar energy shining. It's like a sun in a blue sky. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. The rays yeah. of sunlight through the blue sky. And it just makes a really strong contrast to the clear and pink it, rose. it geometrically forms a six-pointed star. You'll see, yes. Um, which is another Tiferet. Yes. And balance and solar and lunar combined right. <laughs> reference. It's, it's all that. And right, then we've right, got right. the flames at the, uh, the, the junction rising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to think about. Uh, we didn't talk too much about the Hebrew letters, but we have the um, the the active hand of Kaf, um, fortune. Actually, that's For the, the receiving yep. hand. Yep. Uh, and we have the serpent of uh, Tet for lust. And it's interesting, especially because on your fortune card, you have the hand of Typhon, which is sort of both, right? right. It's got the serpent and the yep. and the hand at the same time. I mean, in terms of the, what that means and the interpretation of the six of wands, I think that, you know, you have the, um, the hunger and the sort of, um, the, what the serpent represents in terms of its, like, its, its, its needs and its hunger and its, like. It makes me think of Kundalini rising. Yeah. 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 And all of those. Uh, things that we think of being associated with lust specifically, strength as a lust card. And also, you know, in the hand, the, you know, is there to receive it. So it's sort of like, you know, it's, um, this, this rising energy is being guided and shaped and. It's almost a, like it ends up in the heart. Yeah. Know, and the heart receives it. Right. So there's a really good, uh, it's almost like we have, at this moment, there could be there could be moments when you have undirected uh, force, and there could be moments when you have a place to receive it, but no force. But here you have both, so you have the balance of the two, which is what creates this moment of um, perfect, almost like mutual uh, mutuality. Do you get this card much? I wouldn't say a lot, but I actually got it today. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Which is so Which is neat. interesting yeah. that we're doing this card today. Yeah. And- yeah. Didn't we get the Ace of Wands on the day we did the Aces? Or I yeah, think I, I, think I did. did. Yeah. 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 That's, it's uh, funny when that happens and not all that uncommon, actually. Yeah. 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 When I get this, um, this is not one that had a really clear clear message for me. I, I I kind of went through all of the iterations, but but one thing that did happen is that, you know, typically I often have a really long task list during the day and a lot of the time I don't complete it. But in this case, <laughs> with whenever I got the six of wands, I got it all done. So the work was completed. Um and then also I would reward myself by like Ah. listening to something or, you know, podcast or book or movie or something. There would like be the products of Apollo, (laughs) you know, uh, the rewards or the laurel crown. I would get to rest on my laurels for a minute and, Mm. um, and, uh, and, and enjoy and, and enjoy a moment of balance and peace. So that's, that's what I, that's what I got for this card. Yeah. It looks like on a number of occasions, I had a lot of grading to do. And I did all the grading, which grading seems like a very, I don't know, seems like a, a, a very, very appropriate for this. It's like the Olympic Games. Yeah, handing there's out a the, judge, uh, right? Okay, yeah. gold, silver, bronze, you get nothing. That's right. <laughs> you get a crown, you get a crown, you get a crown. I'm a very easy grader. 
Yeah, there's definitely something for me personally that just has to do with um, things heard and things spoken, uh, listening and music and uh, things we see through the ears. I can see that harmony, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. of harmony. Yeah. I mean, I never would have realized that without kind of going through it, but that does seem to be the case. So it's such a straightforward card. It's kind of... Yeah, it really is. Yeah. But it's one that whenever I see it, definitely brings a feeling of joy yeah you're just like oh yeah, yeah I'll take that. <laughs> exactly exactly and you know and it's um and i don't know there's something about it when we think of solar cards there's there's a sense of both responsibility and um, good government about it, the idea that everything's working the way it should, you know, yeah. uh, like a well-oiled machine. Right, benevolent <laughs> leadership, right. Right. rulership. Right, um, right. Yeah. And, you know, we all need a lot more of that in our lives. <laughs> okay, so, um, so yes, overall themes, uh, rulership, um, not so much conquest as rulership, you know. Victory good, after victory, struggle, after struggle, recognition. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Expansion, like expansion the for Jupiter sure. Factor, you know, expansion of um, self and pride and mm-hmm. perfection and uh, the sun and the sun, the heart center, the bay laurel, Lor- Loris nobilis, celebration and vigilance. Mm-hmm. Gods of beauty and gods of sacrifice, uh, the solar lunar connection, love and union, war and naked swords. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If that's your thing. If that's your thing. Yeah. All right. I think that does it. I think that wraps it up. Okay. Well, thank you for um, seeing us through to victory here. And we will see you next week with the Seven of Wands. And that's our show for today. You can find us, as always, at our online home, www.patreon.com slash fortunes wheelhouse. But there are also a number of other places you can find me and Mel on the internet. All of Mel's books and decks can be found at www.tarotcart.com. So that's your first stop if you want to find anything related to the Rosetta Tarot or the Tabula Mundi Tarot. She's also just started selling signed and matted prints of the Tabula Mundi cards there. So now you can fill all your sacred spaces with beautiful tarot art. As for me, my forthcoming book, Tarot Correspondences, Ancient Secrets for Everyday Readers, is available for pre-order online at Amazon, Book Depository, and more. Just search for Tarot Correspondences, T. Susan Chang, something like that. I also have a shop on Etsy where I sell the one and only trademarked Arcana case in lavish silks, brocades, and esoteric prints. I also have my Zodiac perfumes there, so you can pick up a bottle of the Mystic Sea for your favorite Pisces, or the cool yet electric Aquarius perfume, which I call Streams of Stars. All of that is at www.etsy.com slash shop slash tarotista. And if you'd like a Fortune's Wheelhouse t-shirt or tote bag or mug, we have those too. They are at our Red Bubble shop, redbubble.com slash people slash wheelhouse93 slash shop. And if you just want to talk tarot, well, you can find me, Susie, on practically every Facebook tarot group there is under the name T. Susan Chang. 
Thanks for listening. We always love hearing from all you heroes of the astral plane, and we so appreciate your support.